Welcome. My name is Mark Gladstein, and I am the physician who founded and created Physician Pre-Sentence Report, Report Service. Today, we're going to discuss stakeholders. And these are the persons that are responsible for your futures, should you be indicted by the Department of Justice and find yourself facing federal indictments. And so who are stakeholders? Well, immediately your stakeholders are going to be your attorney who doesn't know anything about you at this point. Hopefully, initially, you're going to be honest with them and tell them everything you know about your case, because the last thing you want is your attorney to be as surprised while in the courtroom, because while your attorney may be surprised, the only one hurt is you. Your prosecutor is going to be a stakeholder, but ultimately they just want to get convictions. Your probation officer is a stakeholder, and you're going to want to try and get them on your side to be an ally, if you will, or an advocate. Your judge is a major stakeholder. Stakeholders you're not going to meet ever is going to be the director of the Bureau of Prisons, Director Peters, who's new, the administrators of the Bureau of Prisons in Grand Prairie, Texas, they're going to be responsible for placing you. They've never met you. They're going to be reading your pre-sentence report and the documents that come from the judge in your case. So that has to be accurate. Once you get in the Bureau of Prisons, it's going to be your unit team and case manager. And your case manager is very important. So we will go all of this, all through all of this with you. And so the next slide, if I can do my best and bring that up, is it what do and don't they know about you? So we're going to go into your narrative. And so probably this is going to be the most important thing that you're going to have to do. You're going to have to write. It's going to take you months. Dozens of rewrites. But right now, the only narrative out there is what the Department of Justice has released through their indictment of you to the press. And it's being read by everyone. It's being read by your stakeholders, by your attorney, the probation officer, the prosecutor, and the judge, your friends and colleagues. Everyone has written that, written that indictment, and it's been all over the press. And it's probably not very flattering. And so... If you're not satisfied with it, then you need to take the time and rewrite it. And it has to start with a lot of time and effort thinking about what happens to happen to you since you were a childhood till today. And take the time and just go through everything that's happened. You know, your events with you, your if siblings, parents, everything that's taken through to brought you to the point till today. And it's important for you to understand that as this gets written and rewritten and gets distilled, that ultimately it's going to bring an honest truth to you, is it where you've understood and come to terms with your remorse for what has happened and victims that it has created. Your attorney, as we said, has, knows nothing about you, but your probation officer once you've written this narrative, 
this pre-sentence interview, about 35% of it is covered through the information that you've taken 90 days, every day of three months, every inch of three months, spending time to digest, to write. And so what, now what are, as you go through this, and you will go through what's needed in the pre-sentence interview ahead of time, you will have your story understood so that as you speak with the probation officer, they have the ear of the judge. And so when they speak to the judge and write your pre-sentence report, they will be recommending your sentence and placement to the judge before you ever meet with your judge. As you build your re-entry plan, once you're in the BOP, that's a big deal. But not getting ahead of ourselves, there are many ways in prison to demonstrate what your, your stakeholders in prison, they want to see incremental improvement. And so there may be many ways to, de to demonstrate or show incremental improvements, but I only know one. And so once you're in there, the stakeholders are going to be your case managers and unit managers. And they need to see incremental improvements. And so when you're in there, one of the first things that will be recommended, at least by me to you, is going to be you're going to want to offer, if you have any sort of financial restitution or penalty, is to offer to participate in the financial responsibility program. Because if you refuse, you're going to be put on a very slow track towards getting uh, any sort of ability to be or be released early or participate in the first step back. And so now that you are understanding this, you're going to offer to participate in the financial responsibility program at minimum, you know, offering to pay $25 a quarter. But don't just, but don't offer that little bit if you're going to be taking it hundreds and hundreds of dollars every month. Then you want to offer to pretend to offer to take the Spark 13 survey, which allows you to participate in the first step back programming. And if once you're taking these programs, you're going to be able to then document and journal. As you take each program, what you learned, how good the teacher was. At the same time, I think you should start having two books, two nonfiction books sent to you every couple of weeks for you to read paperback so that you can and learn something, you know, be it philosophy, history, um, science, whatever you think you could learn, self-improvement, motivation, uh, there's a litany. It's on my website. And you write many book reports like you're journaling the programs. And so as you go into your case management meetings, you're able to go ahead and prove that you're doing your release plan by your documenting and documenting journey, journaling your way through your classes how good the teachers are, what you're learning, your book reports, what you're learning, how you can utilize this information and content after your release. 
And all of this is important because when you, once you want, you're eligible for early release or into a halfway house, these, re, these resident reentry managers are going to speak with your case managers to see if you're a candidate for one of their limited beds. And as they speak with your case managers, they're going to want to know if you're going to be a good candidate. And so if you're keeping up with your reentry plan, if you're showing incremental improvements to your case managers, this will all go to show that your case manager will speak in your behalf to the residential reentry managers of the halfway house, houses. And so possibly this will go a long way to changing their preconceived biases. I hope that this has been helpful to you. My phone number is there. If you're listening to this on a podcast, my phone is 240-888-7778. If it's a YouTube, all my conferences or consults, are they're on me. There's, there, there's no cost to them. I hope you have found this helpful. And I appreciate you taking the time to listen to these YouTube and podcasts. I hope you have a safe day and you drive safe. Thank you for listening. And this series, I believe, has a total of six or seven in these, in this series. Thank you.